Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry coming to you again with the Word of God. Again, it is always an honor, always a privilege to be able to bring the Word of God to you. And we're so grateful that you're uh, connecting with us, whether it be uh, podcast, whether it be Vimeo, uh, Roku, however it is, video, audio, doesn't matter. Praise God. We're just grateful that you're connecting with us. Praise God. Let us hear from you. Praise the Lord. We always love to hear from you. Uh, whether it's, uh, you know, tell us what's going on, give us a good testimony, or maybe even a prayer request. We'd love to connect our faith with you, amen, to see you get a breakthrough and a miracle, praise God. Anyway, we're going to jump right back into the Word of God. Uh, we're going to go again to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and of course, in our midweek services, we're talking about patriarchs of faith, amen. Verse 11 says, Now all these things happen to them as examples. Now, of course, the them is talking about the children, children of Israel uh, in context. And, of course, uh, in context, it wasn't all good things. It was some bad things that happened as a result of it. There's, they got certain results, certain uh, you know, things that happened to them uh, that was not good. And it's letting us know that those same, uh, these things that we're recording here is for your teaching, your admonition. Why? So you can learn from it as an example. Praise God. Amen. It says, now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. In other words, these are examples to us, no matter how, when, and how many times you read this through the course of the years, it's still valid. It's still uh, for today, praise God. Amen. Now, last week we talked about uh, Jehoshaphat, and I'm actually going to go back uh, through some of this, just do a little review on this with his life, and I want to kind of... I want to uh, extend it a little bit further and talk about silencing your enemy, and that's what I've been titling this. And uh, so we're going to go to Second uh, Chronicles, Second Chronicles, and chapter twenty, please. And what I'm going to do—I know I read uh, pretty much uh, a lot of this chapter last week. Um, I might just kind of skip a few verses here and there if you're okay with that, uh, just for sake of time. So, of course, what we got now is we got. Um, Moab and Ammon, and, and we got, uh, let's, let's see, I think uh, one of the other cities, Montsier or something like that, I think is what the one of the other uh, armies that came up against them. Let's see, Montsier, there it is. So, yeah, we have several, several uh, armies come together against the children of Israel here. And it said this, and Jehoshaphat, who, of course, was their leader, all right, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, okay, which, of course, as we found out last week, is very key, right? I mean, it's always... Uh, no matter what you're dealing with and what's going on, praise God, we, we first and foremost, what do we do? We seek the Lord, praise God. We go after Him. He's our source. He's our answer, praise God. He's the one that'll give us clarity. He's the one that'll give us direction, whatever it is that we need, praise God. So it says that He set Himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered together and asked help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah they came to, here we go, seek the Lord, of course, again, to inquire of God, amen, to get an answer from God. What's really cool about this, it wasn't just a leader, but of course, the leader was a great example, amen, not only to us today, but was a great example to his people there. And when he went to seek God, everybody else jumped on board, amen, and united, praise God, to, uh, to get a word from God. All right, let's, let's skip down here now a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go to verse, uh, probably verse... 12, okay, it says this, O oh, our God, will you not judge them, talking about these people that have come up against them, 
uh, for we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And the reason I want to read that verse, okay, again, that's verse 12. Uh, I wanted to read that because I feel like, again, you're seeing here, they're looking to God, all right? They're seeing God as their source, which is so key, all right? Because a lot of times when we got the pressure on, we run around, uh, you know, uh, just trying to look everywhere and anywhere just to get some kind of uh, result or some kind of a, um, um, maybe just, just some, you know, just some help wherever we can get it, praise God. The word kind of escapes me at the moment. But, but anyway, um, what we need is, uh, you know, we need the word from God. We need God's help. He's our source. Amen. In fact, if everybody would always seek God and always go to God, we'd probably have a lot less problems going on right now. But anyway, that's probably another sermon. Let's skip down here again. Uh, what happened in verse, uh, uh, down here to verse 15, the prophet of God is getting a word. And, of course, now he's telling uh, Jehoshaphat what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to him. All right? And he said this, uh, Listen, all, uh, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat, Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's, okay? Hallelujah. It goes on. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by uh, the ascent of Ziz, and you will find uh, them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord uh, is with you. Now, I said some things last week. I'm going to again uh, just say it again. Now, you see phrases like, uh, uh, well, let's see, verse... Uh, 15, it says, for the battle's not yours, but God's. Uh, you see in verse 17, it says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Uh, and the thing I brought out last week, and again, I'm, I'm going to make it, try to make it as clear as I can this week, is that sometimes people hear those kind of phrases and they use those kind of nonchalantly, no matter what they're dealing with, what they're up against. And they always say the battle is the Lord's and uh, we won't have to fight against this battle. And now you have to understand that's what he said to them, all right? He didn't always say that to everybody, okay? In fact, most of the time, he'd tell them, you know, take up arms and go, go retrieve what's yours or whatever or push them back or whatever he'd say. Huh? Go to fight. Go, go to war. I mean, eliminate your enemy here. There was times, I mean, it got very, uh, very in your face even some of the times that God said to go out and go to battle. Are you hearing me? Now, the point I'm trying to make is a lot of times people use that kind of stuff and they nonchalantly throw that out and really, when it comes down to it, it's just an excuse to not have to do anything, all right? But even in this text, it makes it real clear that is not what God's even referring to here, all right? Because he said he gave them some instructions, okay? And again, I know I spent a little more time on it last week, but he said this, do not be afraid, don't be dismayed, all right? And he says, you're still going to go out and face your enemy. He said there what? Tomorrow, go down against them, all right? So they still had to go out there. And even though he said, you won't have to pick up arms or you won't have to fight in this battle, but you still have to go face your enemy, all right? Now, that's what I kind of hammered on last week, all right? All right, and I'm still even today because I'm trying to, de uh, to, to defeat this kind of mentality 
okay, in the body of Christ. And that is this, okay? You can't just turn around and say, always say the battle is the Lord's and then never do anything, okay? You got to be willing still to do your part in the area of resistance, all right? And if anything, you have to resist fear. You have to resist being discouraged or dismayed is what that word means, all right? You have to purpose in your heart not to go there. Because a a people that are discouraged or a people that are in fear are not going to be in faith. And if you're not in faith, you're probably not going to get the results you want. All right? So you first and foremost have to resist in the area of fear and discouragement. You have to deal with that. All right? Secondly, you still have to face your enemy. And we'll talk more about what that means here before we're done here today. But that, that is some keys that you have to understand, that even if the battle is the Lord's, if he gives you that witness that, that it's his battle, that you won't have to fight in this, you still have to face your enemy. Right? You can't just tuck tail and run or hide in your basement or sit, sit on the couch and, as I said, I think last week, you know, eating bonbons and sipping Perrier, watching television, thinking that you don't have to do anything. All right, because most people, that's what happens. And then we get so, um, you know, lackadaisical. We get so caught up in just casualness. We get, uh, you know, in this this mode of just, uh, you know, you know, really just getting kind of uh, in this mode of doing nothing. And then pretty soon the enemy just keeps coming and taking and taking and taking. And that's what he does. And really, to be honest, that's kind of where we are right now as a whole, as far as the body of Christ. We have been so casual with how we've dealt. We have no, we've had no kind of a, uh, you know, push whatsoever, no form of really heavy resistance against the enemy. And we just kind of lay back, keep saying, you know, the battle's the Lord's, the battle's the Lord's, the battle's the Lord's. And then the enemy just keeps coming and taking uh, whatever he wants. All right. And keeps pushing us back and we get upset and get, you know, uh, you know, get mad at God or mad at the church or mad at the preacher or whatever, uh, and then pretty soon you're discouraged and wonder why, where's God and how come God, if you remember, that's kind of what happened to Gideon, you know, when they, you know, he talked to the angel of the Lord and he said, listen, he said, uh, you know, where's God? You know, I, I mean, God, you know, delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt, but where's God now and how come God this and how come God that? And it wasn't God's fault. You know, all you have to do is back up a couple chapters and start reading. You realize it wasn't God's fault, all right? But anyway, God seems to kind of get the blame for this kind of stuff. But a lot of it's this, this nonchalant kind of this casualness, okay, uh, with, uh, you know, that we get sometimes. We just get in a mode uh, where we do nothing, all right, and expecting God to do everything. And that is not how it works. Now, of course, this ended up good because you know, they, the next day they go out against their enemy, face their enemy, and of course, you kind of get down to like verse, uh, let's say verse 20, it says, and so they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, and as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord. Now, it's trust in the Lord. Put your confidence and assurance in God, right? And he says, you shall be established, okay? Which just means reinforce or strengthen, all right? He said, believe in the prophets. And of course, that's what happened, right? The word of the Lord came to the prophet, and the prophet told Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah, amen, this is what we're called to do, all right? He explained it to him. So the word came through the prophet, and he says, not only you believe God, but you got to believe the word that came through, amen, the prophet, all right? And it says, then you shall prosper 
or succeed or be profitable, all right? We, and of course, we took a little time with all that last week, all right? He goes on, and when he had uh, consulted with the people, I love this, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should raise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were uh, saying or praising, you know, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And of course, that's what Jehoshaphat uh, did. In other words, the Lord said, the battle's not yours, but you got to go out against them. So Jehoshaphat just said, well, then if the battle's his and he's going to take care of this for us and we have to face our enemy, then we might as well just put all the praisers out there and just start singing unto God. And that's what they did. And of course, we know what happened after they began to do that. Uh, the word says that the Lord's put ambush, uh, ambushments in, into the camp, and all of a sudden they started turning on each other, and next thing you know, by the time they all got up to their enemy, the enemy had consumed it, itself, all right? Which is a, a wonderful, uh, uh, cool uh, result, a cool uh, answer, you know, praise God. Now remember, it all started with seeking God, all right? You get the word of the Lord. All right. And then, you know, you got to, you know, you still got to face your enemy. All right. You still got to deal with fear, deal with all that. Make sure you keep that all where it needs to be. And as I think I said, you know, many times you got to keep your head right, your heart right, your mouth right. Amen. And that's, that's just what has to happen all the time. All right. So with that said, I want to talk some more about this thing about silencing your enemy, putting, you know, putting your enemy, uh, you know, pushing your enemy back. In this case, they literally eliminated their enemy. All right. And, uh, and I kind of used that uh, out of Psalms uh, 8. It was last week, I believe it's uh, verse 2. And it brings out, you know, talking about, uh, you know, Jesus called it the perfected praise, you know, that literally steals your enemy. All right. Or silences your enemy. All right. And literally means to paralyze your enemy, praise God. And of course, that's what they used was praise. That was part of their resistance, amen, was to get into a place of praise. And as a result of it, amen, it put the enemy in its place, praise God, which is kind of a, like I said, a really cool result, praise God. Now, with that said, let's go back to the new covenant here. And we're going to go to the book of James. And I'm going to start with a verse. I kind of quoted a little bit last week. I don't, I don't believe we turned to it, but we're going to turn to it today, and that is James chapter 4, please. James chapter 4, hallelujah. And we're going to talk about, amen, submit, submitting to God and resisting our enemy, all right? So verse 7 of James 4, and it says this, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will, in other words, the enemy, right, the devil will flee from you. Now, that's a good promise, okay? But it starts off, it says, you got to start with submit to God. In other words, putting God first place, yielding to God. In other words, same thing what Jehoshaphat did. He went to God, seeking God, amen, looking for an, uh, for an answer from God, amen, give us some wisdom, tell us what we need to do, how are we going to get through this, amen. So submit yourself first to God. Now, that word submit, okay, it means this, it means uh, to be subject to, it means uh, uh, reflexively or reflective, it just means literally to, to yield or be under obedience to, all right? So it's talking about as God leads, then we do, we follow, all right? Which has kind of been a thing we've talked about a little bit over the last uh, couple services here, all right? And it says here, if you will submit yourself to God, then it says this, resist the devil. You notice it said that secondly, all right? First, submit to God. Secondly, sub, uh, secondly, resist your enemy, all right? The word resist means to stand against. 
It means to oppose, all right, to withstand, to counter or to endure. And it uses a, uh, talks about consistency or constancy. And you have to understand there is no resistance without consistence, okay, none. There is no resistance without endurance, okay, because if you're talking about resistance, we're not talking about just a one-time thing here. It's probably an ongoing thing no matter what you're dealing with here is you got to be consistent with this kind of thing. Now, I just want to say a few statements about this verse before we move on here, and that is this. It says here, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. You notice here it didn't say beg God to resist the enemy, okay, because that's not how it works, all right? It didn't say, you know, beg God to resist your enemy, all right? Uh, it says here that you submit yourself to God, and then you resist your enemy. Now, I'm just going to say this. I've said it many times. I'm going to say it again. Uh, you know, the Lord has paid a price for His people uh, dealing with all, all areas of life, all right? But there are two things that this Word says that God will not do for you, even though He'll do all these other things. There's two things that He will not do for you. He will not receive for you, and He will not resist for you, all right? Now, He'll help you in these things, but He's not going to do it for you. All right. Now he's not going to he's not going to receive for you. In other words, you have to use your faith if you're going to receive something. And I'm telling you, even if even if God does something for you, and maybe you weren't the one that prayed, or you were the one that were believing, Amen. Somebody had to release faith for God to move. All right, because the word is plain on that, and God doesn't back up on that. All right, so God will not receive for you, and He will not resist for you. That's why He gave you authority. He gave you dominion on planet Earth. But he said this, he will show you how to do it. That's why you submit first to God. And he'll even help you in the midst of it. But you have to exercise resistance. Are you hearing me? Listen, you're never going to conquer what you don't confront. If you're not willing to face your enemy and confront whatever it is you're dealing with or whatever it is the enemy's pressing you with or about or whatever, I mean, if you're not willing to you know, if you're not willing to press forward, you're never going to conquer whatever it is, all right? And the enemy just keeps coming and taking ground, all right? And that's how he works. And he's hoping that you will not resist. And, and people, for, you know, multiple reasons, it could be some people are just ignorant to it. I found that a lot of the body of Christ doesn't realize, uh, you know, that they need to resist their enemy, all right? A lot of people don't know that, amen? But there's also a lot of people just... Uh, sluggish, okay? They got casual, all right? They just kind of slide back into this casual mode, and they just don't do anything. They maybe talk about it, but they don't actually do it. And these are the things we want to talk about today, all right? So it says here that if you will uh, submit to God, resist the devil, so then he, talking about the enemy, will flee from you, which I thought this would be worthy at least looking at it. And the word flee here means to uh, run off or run away, to vanish, but it means to flee in stark terror. I thought that was kind of cool. So if you will just hear from heaven, and I believe what it's talking about when it says submit is get the word from God on how to do this. Just like Jehoshaphat got the word of the Lord through the prophet, this is not your fight, but you go up against him tomorrow without fear, without uh, being dismayed or discouraged, come on, but you have to face your enemy, come on now, but he let it be known, I, the battle's mine, I'll fight for you, all right, 
Hallelujah. So, in other words, just like Jehoshaphat did this, you and me as a believer, in fact, under the new covenant, it should be even a far easier thing. Amen. Because of the Spirit of God and all the weaponry and tools that we have by the Spirit of God and in the Word of God and everything that we have, this should be an easy thing for you and me. Amen. But again, if you get casual, if you get kind of caught back in this mundane kind of, you know, not really applying yourself kind of thing uh, in the things of God, or you just remain ignorant and never get to the place where you learn some of these things, the enemy is just going to keep coming and taking, all right? So again, we got to be a people willing to resist our enemy, amen, and if you're going to resist means you got to face them, all right? You can't run in fear. You can't tuck tail and hide. We have to face our enemy if we're ever going to win in these battles, okay? That's just the facts, okay? So let's talk a little bit about this, all right? Hallelujah. Let's see here. Make sure I get everything done on this part before I move on here. Amen. Hallelujah. I think that's good there. All right, let's, let's turn to uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, please. 1 Peter chapter 5. And it says this, and I'm going to go to verse... 8 and 9, please, and it just says this, be sober, be vigilant, okay, now vigilant means, uh, the word vigilant means to be watchful, the word sober means self-controlled, literally means uh, not under the influence of another is what it means, uh, and really when you start thinking about that, think about fear, okay, when somebody comes in a place of fear or panic, um, phobos is that Greek word, and it just means, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, being somehow in uh, insecure or uh, overcome, okay? Now, now, think about that. Whenever fear comes on the scene, what it is, it's trying to do, see, it's trying to control you, all right? So when he's talking about being sober, he's talking about not just, you know, avoiding alcohol, okay? Uh, he's talking about here uh, being sober. In other words, don't come under the control of anything. Don't let the enemy dictate your life through fear, okay? So be sober, all right, and then be vigilant, okay, in other words, watchful, alert here. Why? Because you're, uh, it says here, because your adversary, the devil, he makes clear who it is, okay, the one warned against you here, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And every time I read it, I say this, he may not hear, all right, he ain't going to devour me, praise God, he ain't going to devour my household, all right. See, it says that he may, he's looking for who he can do this too, all right? Where can he get uh, control? Where can he take from? Uh, who can he uh, dictate to? Who can he put underfoot? Are you hearing me? That's what the enemy's trying to do. But then it says in verse 9, it says, resist him steadfast in the faith, all right? Resist him. There it is again, all right? Oppose him. Stand against him, all right? Hallelujah. Steadfast in the faith. In other words, remembering who you are, remembering uh, who your God is, remembering what you have in God, amen, remembering, praise God, what the Word of God has to say or what the promises of God have to say, steadfast in the faith, stay locked on in a place of believing God, trusting God in confidence, uh, you know, with God, praise God. This is how this works, amen. And it goes on, it says, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in all the world. And now somebody say, well, that don't sound good, but what it's talking about is this. Don't, don't come under this thought that you're the only one going through something. And that's what the enemy wants you to believe. And so pretty soon then, see, you start coming under that if you don't watch it. 
Remember now, just stay locked on, keep resisting your enemy, steadfast in the faith, and don't come under this lie that you know, you're the only one that, that, that's having to deal with this kind of thing. You're not, all right? There's all kinds of people that go through the same things. And, and remember, the enemies, you know, he don't have any new tricks up his sleeve. I mean, he just, he does the same thing to everybody all the time. Now, he might kind of, you know, you know, maneuver it a little bit different, you know, depending on what, what and who and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, it's the same games. It's the same manipulation. It's the same lies. It's the same, uh, you know, deceptiveness. I'm telling you, that's the way he works. And the word said he's the father of all lies. I'm telling you, he's just a liar. And trying to bring the evil reports and get you caught up in it, get you to try to come under fear and, and discouragement and dismay and all that kind of mess. That's what he's trying to do. But you got to resist your enemy, all right? So let's talk some more about this because the word says this in Ephesians 4 and 27, don't give the enemy place, all right? Don't give him place. Don't somehow give him a foothold, all right? Don't give him an opportunity uh, to get in. So you have to stand firm in an area of resistance, okay? So with that said, let's go to Romans 16, please. Romans 16, all right? Praise the Lord. Last chapter of the book. Romans 16, and I'm going to go to verse 20, Romans 16, verse 20. It says, and the God of peace will crush Satan, here we go, under your feet, under your feet. It says, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly, all right? Now, that's just... Just telling you, okay, where again? Now, even though God's, God's here helping, but where, where and how? You're going to under your feet, which means you got to face your enemy, right? That, that, if you kind of read it, it doesn't look like somebody running away from the enemy. No, it's somebody that's going toward their enemy, all right? He's crushing the enemy under your feet, amen? You're taking dominion. You're taking authority, all right? It's under your feet, praise God. Let's look at another verse, Luke 9 or pardon me, Luke 10. Luke 10, please. Hallelujah. I'm kind of cruising here, ain't I? Luke 10. And I'm going to go to, to verse 19. Of course, this is after Jesus sent out the 72 by 2, and they came back, and we're all excited about what, uh, what God had done for them. And, uh, and he told him, he said, I saw the, I saw the enemy I mean, dropping, man, like, like lightning uh, to the ground, from, coming down from the sky, praise God. And I saw the enemy dropping, praise God. And he said this, behold, verse 19, behold, I give you authority, okay? That word authority means, you know, it's talking about, uh, you know, you taking dominion here. I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and here we go, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Praise God. Again, what you see here, I'm giving you authority. Come on. I'm giving you authority to trample on your enemy. Praise God. Again, saying the same thing, but I'm trying to show you that he, 
It's just another way of showing you that you are taking ground, not the enemy taking ground. It's you resisting your enemy. It's you putting the enemy on the run. It's you pressing back, praise God. And if you will press on your enemy, if you will resist your enemy, he will flee in stark terror, praise God. We just got to get the body of Christ to resist their enemy, praise God. And again, I ain't saying that I'll just you know, out there doing things, whatever. You got to first submit yourself to God, get a word from God, let God lead you in how to do that. And again, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but I'm just showing you, you first got to settle it, okay? You got to be a child of God that is willing to face their enemy. Face your enemy, amen. Resist your enemy, steadfast in the faith, praise God. Put that enemy under your feet, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at, uh, uh, let's see, let's go to another one here. Uh, I, I want to do Leviticus. Let's just grab a few out of the Old Covenant here. So Leviticus, please. Hallelujah. Thought this was a good one here. Leviticus 26, please. I mean, we got all these verses, you know, that, that talk about taking dominion and taking authority. And, uh, you know, you got to use these as your promises. But at the same hand, you got to kind of glean some nuggets out of it. All right. Again, here it says in um, chapter 26 of Leviticus, I'm going to go to verse 7. It says, you will chase your enemies and they shall fall by the sword before you. See, it ain't going to happen if you're not facing them. Okay. She didn't say anything about you running away, okay? Now, again, you know, you may be saying, well, if the battle's the Lord's, uh, you know, the fight's his. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got you to gotta go face your enemy, okay? And God's going to tell you what to do and how to do it, praise God. All right, all right, now come on now. All right, you got to face your enemy. It says here, you will chase your enemies, and they shall fall by the sword before you. He said this, I like this, five of you shall chase a hundred, praise God, and a hundred of you shall put 10,000 to flight. Your enemies shall fall, here we go, by the sword before you, praise God. Hallelujah. I always look at that as such a great verse for like intercession. You know, it's amazing when you get a few intercessors together, and the word talks about the power of agreement. Amen. We're two or more gathered in his name. He's there in the midst. Praise God. Amen. And we're two agree as touching anything. It shall be done. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is what it's talking about. Praise God. It's amazing how much of the enemy you can push back. Amen. If you will just tie together and resist. Amen. Like you're supposed to. Praise God. But you got to be willing to face your enemies. All right. You can't be fearful. You can't tuck tail and run. You can't hide. You can't hope everybody else does all your fighting for you. All right? You got to be willing to face your enemy. Praise God. All right, let's look at another one, okay? Out of Deuteronomy. I like this because we get to talking about the promises of God. And we all love the promises of God. Amen. But they're in the middle of the promises. It says this in verse 7, the Lord will cause... Your enemies, here we go, this is Deuteronomy 28, I'm sorry, I probably didn't give you that. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 7, please. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you, amen, to be defeated, here we go, before your face. Now that word, I looked it up, and it means this, before you or because of you, okay? So again, 
even though we see it's a promise of God working on your behalf, blessing you, amen, it still comes by you facing your enemy, all right? In fact, if you want to get technical, the first couple verses there says that you have to follow when he leads. It says to be diligently to obey when the voice of God speaks to you about something. Well, the same thing, it applies here. When you have an enemy, you get the, the word of the Lord from, from the Lord. You follow that, praise God. And, then, and obviously, you're facing your enemies, praise God. And it says, the enemy will be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way, and they shall flee before you seven ways. In other words, literally, they might come at you united, but all of a sudden, pow, because you resist, they're scattering. That's what it means, literally. They're scattering. Okay, well, how did that happen? Well, because you resisted the enemy. Hallelujah. And the enemy now is fleeing in stark terror. Praise God. Hallelujah. What a promise. Amen. Let's look at another one here, another common one in Psalms 91. Praise God. Psalms 91. We always call it the protection psalm, amen, which is, it is true. It's just wonderful promises about your protection in God. All right, so Psalms 91, and uh, I'm going to go down here to 7 and 8, and it just says this. Actually, the whole thing, we could have probably read this whole thing and, and just get all kinds of nuggets out of this, but I love this. A thousand, verse 7 here, uh, I'm in Psalms 91, verse 7, amen, a thousand may fall at your side. All right, 10,000, in other words, literally means multiplied at your right hand, which means your strong side, okay, but it shall not come near you. It literally means shall not overtake you, okay? Only with your eyes, now get this, shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. In other words, what retribution comes to them when you resist them. So obviously you're facing your enemy, because you're seeing the retribution. You're seeing what, uh, you know, what, what's happening to them as a result of you, what? Resisting, praise God. Hallelujah. In fact, you could back up in Psalms 91, and it's very obvious again, amen, that you go to that secret place. You get that word from God, amen. You stand against your enemy, praise God. And the word says he'll deliver you from the snare of the fowler, praise God. Well, how does he do that? By giving you a word, praise God, by giving you direction, by showing you how to resist or showing you how to walk or where to walk or what to do or what not to do, praise God. But again, it shows the enemy that even though it might be united coming against you, that when you stand in a place of resistance, it doesn't matter whether it's an enemy, if it's a single or a multiplied bunch, hallelujah, they're dropping alongside of you into a place where you're seeing it happen, praise God, that it is, it is obvious what's going on, amen, right before your eyes, hallelujah. Another glorious promise in the word of God. Hallelujah. God is good. Praise God. Now I was thinking about this. Now I'm probably going to take the time um, in the next, I think I'm going to, I'm going to kind of break this down in next week. I'm going to kind of break a lot of this down, but I want to just briefly talk about this before I close here today. And that is this. Okay. Now the enemy, uh, you know, is coming at you you know, all kinds of ways, all kinds of, of things that happen. It could be things against your household, 
uh, you know, your family, your marriage, your kids, uh, your business, your finance, you see what I'm saying, your health. There's all kinds of things that the enemy tries to bring, all right? Could be stuff happening, um, you know, to your community, to your church, or uh, to, to your state, your nation, as we're seeing a lot of things going on right now. Amen. The point is this, okay? There's all kinds of ways that the enemy comes at you, all right? Now, in the end, it's still, it's still just a demonic attack or a demonic pressure or a demonic assault against you. But understand that if you will go to God, amen, God will show you ways to resist, amen. Now, you have to understand, Jesus would go to the Lord all the time, daily would go to the Lord. And the Word says this, this is what Jesus says, I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it. I don't say anything unless I hear the Father say it. Well, well, where did it, when and how and all, how did that all happen? Well, in his time with God, in his area of of yielding to God, submitting God, in seeking God, what happened? He'd get a word from him on what to do about certain things and literally would start showing him ahead of time about what he was going to deal with through the course of that day. And man, guess what? Everything he did, everything he said, it was successful. It worked, amen? So everything I'm talking to you about, I'm just trying to bring out to you the importance of submitting yourself first to God, just like Jehoshaphat did, right? He, what, sought God first. God then gave a word through the prophet, amen, about how to handle this. They did what he said to do, and guess what? Praise God, they have a victory, praise the Lord. I mean, a phenomenal victory. I mean, armies against them, and they were so outnumbered, all right? There was no way in the natural they could have beat them, all right? But God took care of that, but they still had to face their enemy, and they still, come on now, hallelujah, they had to steer clear of fear, steer clear of discouragement and being dismayed about anything, amen? You got to stay locked on in faith in your God, hallelujah, as your source and your deliverer, praise God. Well, anyway, the word would come to, uh, just like came to Joshua, would come to you, give you a word, and tell you how to do things. Now, I just all I want to do is just quickly mention some of the different ways God could talk to you about how to resist your enemy. Now, one of those could just be the fact that as you draw near, right, and he draws near to you, that's, that's, that, that's part of it right there, okay? So in other words, he's your strength. All right, hallelujah, he's your source. In fact, the scriptures are pretty clear that we're, that's where the grace of God comes by hanging out at the throne of grace, amen, the God of grace will then grace you, empower you, strengthen you, that divine influence comes on you that can be reflected in your life. So part of it could just be the fact that being in the presence of God will empower you enough Amen, to stand up against your enemy, whatever it may be you're dealing with. That could be one way. It could be uh, casting your cares upon him. Sometimes the enemy's just winning because he's playing a head trip on you. Sometimes he, that's all it is, is head trips. Sometimes it's just those head trips that's taking you down, trying to cause you to give up and quit. And the Spirit of God says, cast your cares on me. Cast that care on me. Stop worrying about that. Stop being concerned about that. Let go of that, amen? That could be all it takes for you to resist your enemy. Now, I'm telling you, there ain't nothing hard about that. 
So you say, well, no, wait a minute. No, no, no. Really, in itself, when you stop and you think about casting your cares on God, there's nothing complicated about that. You just have to be willing to do it. It isn't hard to say, Lord, I cast my cares on you. I cast that, that problem on you. I cast that concern on you. I stop, I, Lord, I choose not to worry about that anymore, praise God. Hallelujah, I'm looking to you. And somebody says, well, I did that one time and it came right back. What do you do? Remember, resistance, there is no resistance without consistence. There is no resistance without endurance. Amen, so you do it again. If you have to say it again 20 times that day, I cast my cares on you, Lord. Hallelujah, be quick to do that, praise God. That could be one way God leads you. Another way, praise God, could be just put on the armor, right? He may talk to you about, remember your armor. Don't leave your armor laying in the corner, so to speak. Amen. Put on that armor. Get every piece on there, praise God, because you need every piece. Amen. Sometimes the enemy's getting in because there's kinks in the armor, or we just ain't putting the armor on. Not real good English, but I think you understand, right? Amen. Sometimes we're just not putting the armor on. So sometimes you just take the time, go through the armor in Ephesians 6, just start, so I'm putting on the the helmet, I'm putting on the breastplate, I'm putting on, amen, my shoes, hallelujah, I'm putting on, praise, I mean, just the, you know, just hallelujah, every piece, you grab your sword, you got your sword, praise God, of the spirit, I mean, you just, you just get the armor, praise God, it could be, that's all it takes, get the armor intact, praise God. Hallelujah. And again, I'll probably talk more about this next week. Amen. How about a confession? The scriptures are clear. Have a good confession. Part of your fight is a good confession. Amen. Saying the right things. Sometimes the Spirit of God will talk to you about changing your words. Get your mouth right. Amen. I'm telling you, there are times in my life, that's the only thing that changed was I got my words right. And because I got my words right, everything began to shift. Because you carry dominion, you carry authority, all right? And part of the problem sometimes is our mouth hangs us up. We get in trouble by that kind of stuff, and we give place to the enemy. So sometimes you just got to get your mouth right. Amen. Hallelujah. Another thing, praise God, it could just be you're, you're not standing on the name. Amen. You're not declaring the name of Jesus in some situations. Sometimes he might talk to you about that. Pray that in the name of the Lord. Amen. In other words, I'm giving him place here. I'm, I'm looking to him, praise God. Hallelujah. He's my, he's my God. He's my source, praise God. In the name of Jesus, praise God. I pray something and I declare it and I stand on that. In the name of Jesus, praise God. Hallelujah. It could just be that's all it takes to push your enemy out the door. All right. Another thing could be the blood of the lamb. Sometimes there's a time to stand on the blood of Jesus, praise God. You overcome your enemy with the blood of the lamb by the word of your testimony and loving not your life even unto death, praise God. Now that's a whole mouthful there, but it starts out with the the blood of Jesus based on what Jesus has already done for you. Sometimes you're just declaring the blood of Jesus. Amen. That's part of your resistance, child of God. Amen. These are areas that the Lord could just talk to you about. And all of a sudden, you start standing right in who you are, who your God is. Amen. Understand your enemy is now beneath your feet. Praise God. And praise God. Hallelujah. You're taking authority and dominion just by a simple little uh, understanding or a simple little word from God. Praise God about you, you know, your, your weaponry, I could say. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Could be the Lord will talk to you about taking communion. I mean, I've had that happen. Okay, there are times when the Spirit of God says, this is a good time to take communion. And you stand, you, you take the elements, 
Amen. And you begin to speak, you know, stand on the promise of it. Could be, especially when it comes time to healing in your body. I mean, I've done that so many times, and I've literally got breakthroughs concerning healing in my body and 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 things like that just by doing communion. Amen. I just have a witness in my heart to take communion. And I do that and I get a victory. Now I'm talking about all kinds of ways that God could talk to you about in an area of resistance. Amen. That's why it pays to submit yourself to God first, to go to God, seek God first, get a word from God, amen, and then begin to use that to resist your enemy. Praise God. How about this? We talked about uh, this many times, just prayer itself. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, praise God. And the word is really clear. You know, he's given you keys of the kingdom that whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Now, this is a, you taking authority in the area of prayer. Just He might just give a verse to you, a key, so to speak. Amen. A key of the kingdom that helps you back the enemy out the door. Praise God. Amen. So these are ways. Uh, when you talk about prayer, it could just be he talks to you about praying in the spirit. Just start praying in tongues. Amen. Let the Spirit of God begin to edify you, praise God. And all of a sudden, maybe He'll give you an understanding of what's being prayed, and then you declare it out in your own tongue, and as a result of it, praise God, you get a victory. You get a breakthrough. But it's just another weapon, so to speak, another way that God could communicate to you about resistance of your enemy, praise God. Amen. One of them that we found out last week, and again, it it always holds true, rejoicing, leaping for joy. Amen. We saw that with Jehoshaphat and the praise the Lord crew, praise God. Amen. Where they began to just praise God, began to worship God, and the enemy just began to turn on himself. Are you hearing me today? That's, that's just another thing. And I believe, believe me, and I've told my testimony many times that I had a major, major victory in my life one time just by standing on the word when it said to give God praise and to leap for joy. And I just began to do that, began to leap for joy, began to praise God. I got me a breakthrough that I've been fighting for nearly three years. And all it took was one word from God. And why it took me so long to get that, I don't know. But nevertheless, I got a word from God about praising Him and leaping for joy. And I got me a breakthrough, praise God. In fact, that same area that the enemy tried to hound me on that area, in that area of my life, he can't do it anymore because I got me an answer, praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I'm just telling you, these are ways of resistance, praise God. Just the area of thanks is another one. I mean, I, we preach a series on, on this, just talking about the power of thanksgiving, the power of just giving thanks. Amen. It's amazing how it'll back your enemy up. Amen. Now, again, I'm giving you all kinds of ways that God could communicate uh, uh, areas of resistance. Now, it pays for you. Come on, now listen. I can't say it enough. It pays for you to go to God, get a word from God, and then follow that word. Amen. Hallelujah. So whatever it may be, all right, you don't need to, this ain't like some shotgun thing and you're just going to, you know, spraying lead everywhere. Come on now. I mean, you got to, you got to hear from heaven, praise God, and get it so you can get a direct hit on your enemy, praise God, get the word of the Lord and then follow it, praise God, in the area of resistance, praise the Lord. 
Uh, I was thinking about others. There's some others here. One of them just talks about keeping yourself, and they got a first John. And I don't know if I'll really get in that very much, but I'm just it's just an area where if you don't want the enemy to be able to, to touch you, the word says that you have to learn how to keep yourself, all right? And that's, like I said, that's a whole nother sermon. But the bottom line, it's an area that God began to talk to you about, maybe make an adjustment in your life, make a change. Maybe it's because the enemy is sliding in over here because of this. Or maybe you've shut the front door, but you left the back door open. You left the, you left the window open, whatever, okay? All I know is that sometimes the Spirit of God will talk to you about making an adjustment, make a change in this area. And as a result of it, all of a sudden, the enemy has no more place there praise God. In other words, just another way that the Lord can communicate to you about resistance, praise God. Hallelujah. You have to face your enemy and you can't be fearful. Uh, you walk in that dominion. Amen. Take, take dominion. Walk in authority, praise God, and who you are as a child of God. And if you will resist your enemy, he will flee from you, praise God. That is a promise in the word of God. Hallelujah. I hope you got something today. Praise the Lord. Father, I give praise and glory today for a people that had an ear to hear, a heart to receive. And Father, I'm thankful, praise God, for opening the eyes of our understanding today, giving us some clarity about some of these things. And Father, we give you praise that we can walk with dominion and authority. Hallelujah. That we don't have to bow our knee to the enemy, but instead we resist him and he will flee. And for that, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Word of Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.